Don't forget my phone. You are live with the guru. Good morning. It's Real Estate Daily, and I'm Ron, your real estate guru. And we're talking a complicated topic today called inspections versus appraisals. What's the difference? Why do they both exist? Why do we have to have it? And why do we have to pay for it, for goodness sakes? Grab your cup of coffee this morning. We've got a wild morning. Okay. So, by the way, take a moment, like the video. I love it. I mean, you, you can't imagine how excited I get when I see the likes come in. It is just that neat thing. And then also, hit your comment button. Make a comment about what are your appraisal nightmares? What have you seen happen? I can tell you from my perspective, I've had appraisers out there that have forgotten to add in the square, all the square footage of the home that was actually part of the home and listed in the public record. And we had to go, we had to go back and adjust it on an appeal. Difficult to do for sure. I don't want you to have to go through that, but who can control the process? We've had crazy inspections as well. <coughs> Excuse me. Also, take a second and hit the subscribe button. Today is the Guru Members Only Day, and you're going to want to open up that event by hitting the subscribe button. We have a special series of top of excuse me. We have a special series that starts today on the one-week business plan, putting money in your pocket because that is the plan every day is building your business okay appraisal versus inspection what is this crazy thing that we have to go through and every buyer you've ever had every buyer i've ever had has always said why am i paying for an appraisal why doesn't the bank have to pay for their own appraisal well, that you know, I don't have a good answer for that because it is the bank's risk. I'm getting ahead of myself here. So let's talk about the buyer's process first. The buyer's process, you know, it's that offer. You go out there, you look for homes. And then you start making offers on homes that, that, that they would like to have. And after getting the offer, not, not going to drag you through the whole process, for goodness sakes. Today's not the day for that. I want to get over to the to the inspection and appraisal. The uh, part of the process I want to talk about here with the buyers is once they get an accepted offer, then you're in line to have the inspection. Now, the inspection is the buyer's process. The bank doesn't care about the buyer having an inspection. I know that's a crazy thing to say, isn't it? The bank doesn't care whether the buyer ever has an inspection. I think it's a, a good idea. By the way, I don't waive inspections. That is not a smart strategy for a buyer's representative. Different, different strategy when I'm dealing with, with the seller, right? But we're talking about buyers here for a moment. And when it comes to buyers, 
is a different strategy when we're talking about should you waive some. It's part of their process. You, in my opinion, in your guru's opinion, you should never waive your legal process that you and the buyer have a right to. It's not a good negotiation tactic to go around waiving things. Now, it's different to say we're not going to ask for a bunch of repairs. No problem. You are still saving out your process which the process is the inspections. Now, let's can let's take a look at this, the other side of the coin. And that is the lender's process. What does the lender's process look like in all of this? Well, the lender's process doesn't look like the buyer's inspection. They're looking at different things. It's different for them. They're not looking at waiving a legal process. By the way, the bank's not going to waive their legal process. And don't worry about the bank. I, I know if you put down more than half cash, a lot of lenders will say that you don't have to have an appraisal. That's just because they are so secure in their money. It's all their process is all about being secure in their money. That is important. For the bank. Now, the buyer side, of course, they want they want to be secure, but in a different way. So let's talk about the inspections and what kind of inspections that could actually happen in this process. So we have a variety of inspections. We have, for example, septic inspections. We have general inspections. We have mold inspections. Now, we're just going to start with those three. So general inspections. That is where the inspector comes in and generally looks at the home inside and outside, looks at the condition of the home, looking for, you know, standing water underneath the home, prop, general problems with the roof. Now, not a roof inspector, but general problems throughout the home they are giving you a status of the home. I'll tell you, even if you absolutely feel like you're not going to ask for any, to any repairs at all, that's not the goal of an inspection on the buyer's process. The goal of the inspection on the buyer's process, but I love the fact that I'm talking to professionals because you really get it. And thank you for your comments on this. I want to hear more comments on the inspection process and the appraisal process and how you feel about it and, and how you use that for negotiation. The goal for the buyer's process is knowledge. That's the goal. They need to be knowledgeful about the home. That's the whole goal. Whether, you know, the goal is not to, to pile up a bunch of repairs. That's not a good negotiation strategy. Today's not the day to talk about negotiation strategy, but just in general here, that's not a good negotiation strategy. Come on. That's not what the goal is. The goal for the buyer is to be knowledgeful about their home. And the general inspection will start that path of being knowledgeful about 
the home. That general inspection looks inside and outside of the home. It even looks at general wiring of the home. Was the wiring harnessed from, you know, from the breaker box done correctly? And different inspectors go to a different depth here. But generally, you're going to get a good picture, mental picture of your home. Also, there are septic inspections, which really comes in two flavors. One is you have a septic line out to the city or the county trunk line for the septic system. The other one is there's a septic, a private septic system sitting on the property. These are different kinds of inspections. The one that is private sitting on the property is going to include a holding tank inspection. You're going to have to have it pumped. People say, well, do I have to have that pumped? Yes, you're going to have. Seller, you're going to have to have that pump. By the way, the rule is you have to pump the thing anyway, so you may as well get it pumped, and it needs to be pumped for that inspection. Leach lines, that's the drain field, the old term of leach lines, also part of the inspection. More difficult to inspect, but if there's a problem, you want to know it. Mold inspections. Wow, has this become popular. Let me take another sip of coffee this morning. Hope you're having a great morning. This is such a needed topic, and thank you for those who comments that came in to request it. Okay, mold inspections. I am not the, the one that knows much about mold. However, I was told by a professional that in the Northwest, we don't officially have black mold. What the, you know that that official term of black mold because everybody says, "Oh, I've got black mold." Do you have black mold? Is there black mold in the home? Well, officially in the Northwest, I'm told that we don't actually have that here. Wrong environment at this point in time. Maybe we'll have it soon. I don't know, but there are lots of other molds. Did you know there are hundreds of different types of molds? that you can have, and they can absolutely impact the allergies of the family living there. Even if they're not impacting the current families that, that's there, maybe they've gotten immune to it. Maybe it came about while they're there, and it's just not impacting them. Think about this. You walk into someone's house, and, and they say, there's a dog smell here. And the owner says, I don't smell the dog. Well, it's because they become immune to that, that smell. Mold can be a, a little, I'm not a mold professional, can be a little like that though. So think, think about that. So mold, a big deal. And if you need to fix the mold, that can be a big repair item. But again, the inspections, the buyer's process is not about repairs, even though it can result in repairs it absolutely can result in it but the process doesn't have that as an end goal the end goal of the buyer's process is to have knowledge of the home and property that they are purchasing that's the goal other types of inspections water inspections that's if you have a well 
if there's a well on the property, now if it's if it is city water, if if it's a large city or county based system, you don't test the water then because those records can be pulled from, from the county. They are large public systems. But if it's a private system, either the well is individualized or it's a small community that pulls from a community well system, then you're going to have to have that inspected and tested. We are trying to lower the risk of the buyer by raising the knowledge of the buyer in this process. Now, those are just some of the inspections that could happen. The, the water inspection, the well inspection, all of that going on. Now, there are some other inspections that can happen. And now we're, so those ones I've been talking about are mostly buyer-related inspections. I know there are some, there's, water is a slight crossover, but there is a roof inspection that can happen. There's a foundation inspection that can happen. And now you've got the attention in a bigger way, a much bigger way of the lender, the bank, because now they are concerned with their risk. It's all about risk pooling for the lender and how can they lower their risk and still be involved in lending this money to what might be a very good risk on a person basis, but it's a three-legged stool. Let's remember that. Getting a loan is a three-legged stool. There's the bank. There's the buyer. There's the house. The risk has to be pooled in all assets. Everyone is an asset, and we have to look at all pieces of it. So managing that is imperative. Okay. In what manner does the bank look at? So they, they take you take a look at this roof inspection. You take a look at the foundation inspection. There are core and, and other systems like heating systems. These are what, what we call fundamental systems to a home. You have to have them. They have to work. They have to be up to speed and actually working. But when it comes to the bank, in what manner are they looking at these things? Of course, they're looking at functionality and working. <coughs> Excuse me. Often, the bank will talk about a five-year certificate for the roof because they don't want the roof going out in the next few months. They want a period of time for this homeowner to get into the home and be able to repair their roof and not just walk away and have the house destroyed. Okay. Market value versus liquidity value. This is complicated stuff. So we're just going to touch on it this morning. Market value is what the house is worth on the open market. What would someone buy the house for? And let's just take the standard $400,000 house. And let's say that the market value is $400,000. And it would need to be marketed a certain amount of time in the, in, in the 
industry in order to get offers in to, to get a buyer for that house. That's the market value. After reasonable advertising with the professional, they could end up with that kind of value. What is li liquid value or liquidity value? or also known as worst case scenario value. Now, not all banks view this the same. Not all lenders are the same when it comes to worst case scenario value. There has to be a meeting of the minds here coming together. So worst case scenario is the bank wants to know on the worst day of the market, what can I get for this home? That doesn't mean the worst day in 10 years. It means the worst day in, in a small period of time. What can I get for this home without having to do heavy duty marketing for it to get my money out of the home? They don't want to wait, you know, for you to market the house for 120 days if they don't have to. They want to be able to turn that product. If worse happens and the buyer walks on them, that's what they're approaching appraisal is about is finding out what can they do to get their money back and lower their risk that is really imperative that is critical to the bank's viewpoint on this if you're the bank if you're private money and you're loaning to a friend aren't you really interested in what happens at worst case scenario? Well, that's what the bank is doing on the appraisal side. Now, the more money you can bring to the table, the less concerned the bank is because they have less money in the home. On the $400,000 house, that's marketable at 400,000, the bank might say, well, we'll give you 375 for it. Can the buyer still buy the home at 400,000? And we get asked this in the seller's market because the seller's market is crazy hot. We get asked this regularly. Well, can I buy it anyway? And the answer is maybe you're going to have to do what's called cure. I'm going beyond the course here for just for a second. You're going to have to cure. And that is bring enough cash to the table. And maybe you have more cash. Maybe you can pull it out of a savings account and say, look, I'm willing to pay more for the house and what the bank thinks that it's worth at their worst case scenario basis. And therefore, you could then end up paying over for the house in order just to get it. Your belief might be that in a reasonable belief right now in a seller's market, that the market is moving upward quickly and you're going to be able to recapture your equity in the home that happens regularly right now this is why it is so difficult for first-time home buyers to get into a seller's market you've got to be crafty you've got to have other tools like quick closings Make sure your buyer is fully approved with the lender. So, because often first time home buyers don't have a bunch of extra cash that someone that's been in the market and maybe they were trading up with homes and they have extra cash 
coming out of a home they're selling, it makes them look a lot better in the process to cure something that's been slightly overbid from a bank's appraisal. That's where the rubber meets the road. That's tough stuff. That is really where we have to get involved in, in helping our clients negotiate the contract. You and I are professionals. Nobody said this was going to be easy. Nobody, hopefully, nobody told you that real estate was this easy peasy thing that no problem you're going to be able to do in a heartbeat. Are you kidding? Real estate is tough. And it's not for the faint of heart. I appreciate, I thank you and appreciate you for being in this industry. We need you in the industry. And we need your ability and mental strength because you can connect to your clients like nobody else. This is absolutely true. You are unique in the business. We need you in the business. We strongly need your assets and we need your abilities from yesterday sharpened with the tool of today in year 22. Because the tools of today are different than the tools of yesterday. They change. They change all the time. They change. I say they change every year. They change all the time. It's an active change in the market. In order to keep up with this, you have to be on your game. This is why your client is coming to you and in reliance upon your ability to do this. They don't know the market conditions. They don't understand the difference between inspection and appraisal. I've had clients tell me, why don't I just waive all the inspections and rely upon the bank's appraisal only? And I would say to them in a much kinder way, but I'm, I'm talking to professionals because it's a dumb idea. I know, <laughs> that's, it's getting harsh this morning. I shouldn't be so harsh. My wife's going to get on me for being so harsh this morning. But that's how it is. It's a dumb idea to, to waive your legal rights to inspections. Even if you decide to waive any request for repair, that's okay. You certainly wouldn't want to waive your ability to have knowledge of the asset that you're buying. Are you kidding me? That, that is cuckoo land. You don't walk away from the opportunity to have knowledge about what you are getting involved in. Take a minute, by the way, follow us on social media. Social media is huge for us and for you. We all know getting clients is a, is a hard thing. You've got to be involved in social media. And I would love it if you would follow us in social media. Click, click that like and subscribe button in YouTube. But also over in Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all the different social media pieces. Go over and follow us in social media. I want to help you 
build your business in 22 bigger than you ever even thought that it could be. We can help you build your business. If you don't have enough clients today, if clients are the problem, if all you have are leads and you're not converting them over to clients, you're not getting the opportunity to showcase the knowledge that you have after becoming licensed, studying the market, following the market trends. You're not getting an opportunity to showcase that. Come on, let's get you in front of some people that you can begin to showcase your knowledge and your unique ability to connect with clients. That is incredibly critical to do this. Now, we have a course called Kickstarter. I think we have a link down below. Kickstarter course will help you kickstart your business into high gear. It will help you get a better line of leads that lead to becoming clients. They don't become a client until you have a relationship with them and you understand their motives. That's where you've got to be. Then you can start having this wonderful conversation when you're making offers about appraisal and inspection. I know that's what you want to get to because this will showcase your knowledge. But the first thing we need to do is get clients. That's the first thing we need to do. And our course called Kickstarter will put clients in your pocket. As you build your business, we also have one-on-one -on -one coaching that can put your business building, your ability to build your business in 22, it'll put it on steroids while we help you and work together one-on-one -on -one building your business. This is Real Estate Daily. I am your real estate guru. We've been having fun today talking about appraisal versus inspection and the complications of it. Put your comments down below. Hit the like button. Subscribe. And next is coming up. Don't miss it. The members only event. The guru members only. I'll see you there in just a few minutes.